Well, hello and welcome back to the Ascent Podcast. My name is Brian, and I'll be your guide today as we continue to work our way towards self-excellence. I have a very, very special guest joining me right here live. And what we're going to get into talking about today is how millennials and Gen Z are really helping to shape and guide our future. And for old heads like me, uh, that's uh, some new learnings and some new things that we need to be able to learn how to approach uh, some things differently, expand our minds, and just be willing to uh, understand where they come from and and why they come from the different areas that that they do. So here we are. Let's get started. Joining me this morning is Heaven Nelson. Uh, And Heaven, uh, she's barely awake because it's kind of early here where we are. But recent college graduate, she's born right on the cusp, kind of between the millennial generation and Gen Z. She's kind of got a little bit of perspective on both sides of that. What we really want to start talking about this, since she is a recent college graduate, is to start off talking about education and really want to just pose the question of her. Uh, she's gone through that full process. She's graduated with her degree in business management. How does she feel about <clears throat> our educational system? And was all of that really worth the experience, the expense, and everything else? So I'd like you to just share a little bit with everybody how you felt about that whole journey. Well, hello. Good morning. Um... I'm Heather Nelson. Uh, yes, I recently just graduated from Granville State University. And honestly, it's like it's a pro and a con for as far as going to college. Um, first, starting off, spending all the money on tests, tests to get into the school, application fees. And, you know, it's just such a hassle, such a struggle just to get into a school. But I will say, like, as far as school itself, I love going because it gave me a different experience for life. It let me be able to be a grown up, but also be a child at the same time. Um, I was able to experience doing things on my own, but still being able to fall back and lean on my parents, you know. Um, I will say that's something that I did like instead of just automatically going into the adult world, you know, just working, not having more responsibility than I needed to. And, you know, so on and so forth. But as far as school itself, I guess it's just because I went through COVID. So maybe if I would have went when it was a different time period, I would have been able to learn more and things like that. But I feel like as far as like the time period that I went to school, it wasn't the best time because we transfer everything to online. And once we transfer everything to online, the teachers didn't care. We didn't care. It was more or less just trying to get a grade in the grade book and making sure I passed the class. So I will say because I went when I did, it wasn't the best decision just because we wasted our money. But I will say it was the best decision because it helped experience. I helped it helped me experience life without having to fully grow up. Um, as far as like class wise and everything, starting off I did used to have to go to class uh, freshman year and things of that nature. But once it hit like my soft in the freshman year, it's going to my sophomore year, it was just a lot of on class work, uh, um, online work. And me personally, I can't teach myself. It's just not gonna happen. Mm. Uh, I've tried and if it's not something that's already in my brain or that my brain wants to learn, it's not going to process it. It will go through one ear and out the other just because I'm not understanding what I'm reading. I'm not understanding what the term of what what I'm looking at. Like, I don't understand anything. So 
it did get to the point where I was just trying to make sure I turned in and had a good grade, honestly. But in my time period, no, I didn't think it was worth it. But then again, I do think it, as far as class-wise and like the knowledge of college, but as far as like the experience and just what I went through and everything that helped mold me into the person that I am today, I will say it was a great experience to be able to go to college, especially nowadays with young ladies and stuff. It's either, you know, you're at school and you're having fun or you're at home and you're pregnant. So it's like you really have them two choices. And me personally, because I come from a small town, those were really the only two choices. And this, the small town that I come from, it's not a lot of people that get out of the town. Um, usually once you're there, you're stuck there. And that's a that was a generational curse that I wanted to break for my family, like for me and my family um, on my dad's side. My mom's side already started the college process and everything. But as far as my dad's side, I just wanted to break that curse um, of not really going nowhere, still staying in Nacogdoches and everything. Um, so I was actually very happy to go to school, even if it did mean like, okay, I might not be learning what I need to learn, but I'm still learning what I need to learn, even if it's not what I came here for. Um, I will say, as far as like college-wise, it is best to go to college if you know what you're going into need. You actually need to know what you're like, what you need to know, like doctors, uh, lawyers, um things of that nature like uh anything that you know for a fact that it's nothing but book work and as far as book work that means like terms knowing what this means knowing what that means and what it can do for a person and stuff like that as far as like business management and things like that nature a lot of people don't go to school for business management i went to school because i just was bored and didn't want to stay at home. So I went to school and I just wanted to experience uh, the college life, which I'm actually grateful that I did do that. Um, but I don't, not necessarily everything needs to go to college where you don't have to go to college. It's best to go to college to experience life without having to be an adult, but it's also kind of a waste of money if you don't really need to go. So like business management, you really don't need to go because you can really learn a lot of those things outside of going to school because you're going to have, eventually you're going to get to the point where you meet people, you're networking and you have mentors. Even if it's, you've been in the game for 15 plus years, you're going to have people that's been in the game for 35 plus years. So it's always going to be someone there that can lend a hand and help you with more knowledge and just, you know, tell you what you can and cannot do, give you the ups and downs and the runarounds for the business without necessarily having to go take that four years out or that two years out just to get a, a degree. Uh, great. Thanks for sharing that. So I've got a couple questions. One would be, obviously, you had, I think, maybe your first year or so of school was the normal college, mm -hmm. right, where you had to go to class every day and have all that social interaction. And then, obviously, as you said, COVID kicked in. Um, when that shifted, and obviously you lost not just the educational piece of it, but also the social piece of college, how was that from uh, just mentally dealing with that? And did you feel still engaged and connected with your friends, or did everything just kind of derail completely for you? Well, I will say, like around COVID time, a lot of my friends, some, a lot of my first friend group, when I first got there, they didn't come back, a lot of them. So it was like, okay, a kind of a shift change to having to go from having a new uh, group of friends that you already met to having to, you know, socialize, put myself out there meeting with friends. But 
the school that I went to, because I went to an HBCU, so it's like I'm filled with nothing but my people. And that's one thing I will say it was never hard to do, like socialize wise, because it's like you're more comfortable when you're around the people that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was never really just hard for me to, hard for us to get back out there and start back socializing. Because honestly and truly, even though you know, we were on lockdown and stuff like that. We still had a time. We still partied. We still did everything we wasn't supposed to because you only live once, right? You only live once, right? Yeah. And you're <laughs> so in school. It was, it was really, it wasn't that bad as far as like certain schools where people were really like, people were straight going to, uh, going to where they need to go and go straight home, wearing their masks all the time, being, making sure they apply their social distance and stuff like that. With us, we did do those things but it was more or less like we're in college if we die from COVID we die from COVID at this point but as far as like us letting COVID take over our college years we I can honestly say grandpa didn't let that happen as far as the students yeah the the faculty and everything made sure they try to you know keep all uh social distance and everything for COVID all you know where to us but it really didn't stop us from having fun so that's one thing I will say uh, it just stopped us from really being connected to school. That's the only thing I will say. It really stopped a lot of people, like, as far as our connection to wanting to learn and stuff like that's where it really stopped at because it was just like we're learning this online. And a lot of us, because we are at HBCU, which a lot of that's the reason why a lot of black people do go to HBCUs because we're around a lot of our culture and our people so it's like we all understand each other we don't have to feel like we have to put a phone like oh i know everything when in reality you might not know everything you might need a little bit more help and i feel like that's why it's great to go to an hbcu because you can have that help and not feel like anybody's judging you Mm. because you might not pick up everything as fast as somebody else does excellent i was going to ask that question going to a historically black college if you felt that um from a college experience obviously you didn't have a chance to go to a traditional Mm -hmm. college outside of that realm but did you feel that you gained a lot from that culturally and, and all of that mm-hmm. by having that experience? Mm-hmm. I definitely will say that it definitely taught me a lot of things. It taught me how to deal with my own culture and my own like ethnicity and all my people. And it just taught me how to go about things without making things worse than what they could be as far as like being around a lot of females, being around a lot of guys and stuff like that. Uh being able to just connect with everybody. So it was very, I will say with going to HBCU was very different. And I, cause I went from a high school that was predominantly white people to going to a all black college where everybody is technically the same. Like that's really our, that's like, that's what everybody is. Like everybody's the same. Nobody feels like they have to put on the front for somebody else. Like, yeah, you do have those students that might be smarter than everybody else in the class. You're going to have those 3.0, 4.0 students um, that make that every semester. But you also want to have the, those same students are also going to be the main ones in the group chat. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to send y'all the answers. Or, oh, okay, I'm going to help you. Let me know if you need any help or anything like that compared mm-hmm. to like going to a predominantly white institution where there's more than likely not a group chat. Right. If there is a group chat, it's literally just to put in the note, not even the notes, just let them know this is what we learned today and y'all have to go read that right. and stuff like that. But like at Graham, where everybody literally helps everybody, we have group chats on top of group chats, on top of group chats, just for people to be able to 
get the work done, get the work turned things. And like I said, compared to other schools, like you're not going to get that. You're not, you like, then you're going to be more scared to even ask because you're going to feel like, why would I give you the answers? I had to, I had to sit here and do all the work. I right. had to sit here and read right. this. So why would I just let you have it? Like, no. And that's feel like that's how it is at certain institutions compared to that ground where, yeah, you might did put in that work to get the answers and stuff like that, but you're still willing to help because you know, like, we're out here for each other. For each other. Absolutely. So I want to follow up on something you brought up too when we're talking about the college experience. And you were saying, you know, obviously if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or something mm-hmm. like that, that yes, you obviously have to have that mm-hmm. educational piece of it. But certain acumen, like you were talking about business management, you might not have to uh, go to college for that. And you said there are other ways that you can learn or teach yourself those same things. Mm-hmm. If you had to do some of that, what would you be? Would it just be reading books, YouTube? Um, private courses. What, what, so what would I will say, like this generation, we have a lot of pri- we have a lot of people that just, pri- like you said, private courses. TikTok is probably one of the most biggest networks going on right now that you can even think of. You can learn so much off of TikTok, and like as a older person, you'll be like learning stuff off of TikTok. TikTok what right. do you mean you learn stuff? Like, that's just an app that you people sit there and laugh at. Like, that's what you mean. But in reality, you really have people that's on there educating people about a lot of stuff beyond just laughing, dancing, cooking. Like, people, you have actually people that's on there doing uh, realtor classes. You have people on there doing Airbnb classes. You have people doing um, accounting classes. You have people really doing a lot of, like, how to start your own business from the ground up to the point where you're at your LLC and you're getting all these, um, your IPN, your EPN and everything else. Like, you have people that's actually on there doing what, like, doing what you what you would go to school for but just putting it on social media to where it's access to everyone and you're only paying this small portion of a fee mm-hmm. and yeah some people might you see might feel like well how am i supposed to know that these people even know what they're talking about as you continue to watch videos you're going to slowly be able to know if somebody knows what they're, they're talking, talking about or sure. if they're just talking in circles like you're going to know and then if you're doing your own research and you know that this is what you want to do certain things are going to line up to what they're saying also so it's just like okay well i heard this already before before. Oh, I heard this already before. Oh, I know that. Oh, I know that. And it's just like if everything is lining up and you feel like that you know what they're talking about, why not take that course and do what you have to do to um get to where you're going? Um, like I said, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and that's why I also say, like, with our generation, we are very technology, like we are very technology-based. We on our phones 24-7. And It'd be a good thing, but also it could be a bad thing. But I will say that social media does help in a lot of certain ways. Like you can, like for me, I'm a hairstylist, so I can be on social media and be like, okay, well, I can just be sitting there scrolling through my phone, and I can see a a style that I always that that I've never seen before. Boom! They automatically put an image or a a a, a, a plan in my head that I want to like let's say I want to do that or let's say I wanted to create that same exact style now I'm in the predicament I'm like, okay well I need to find a person that I can do this on okay I found somebody to do it on now I can project my work onto her so I can post it and it can I can basically show the world that I can do the same thing as somebody else mm-hmm. and just as good as they can also and being able to promote my business is, um in a different way because like okay not everybody might have seen that hairstyle so why not be able to do, do it this so, mm-hmm. right. 
that. Absolutely. So I think you made a very important point that a lot of people overlook because obviously as you said social media and mm -hmm. everything everybody thinks it's cat videos and people mm -hmm. doing dances and stuff like that, which it is. A, mm -hmm. a lot of that is out there, but it just like really social media, and I think what some of the old heads like me need to get our head around is it's a tool, and just like any tool, it can be used either for positivity and 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 finding things, educating yourself. Or it can just be simply entertainment, mm -hmm. right? And so it's all about how you approach it. So it's very interesting that you positioned it that way to say that you could really go out and educate yourself uh, with, the, like you said, the YouTube and, and social media, mm -hmm. things like Facebook and Instagram, TikTok. Uh, TikTok obviously being one of the newer ones, and I think, especially for the, the previous generations, that's outside of it being entertainment-based, that's just a thought I never even considered. Because obviously YouTube obviously has a ton mm -hmm. of things like what we're doing right now uh, on, on, on YouTube, but I never thought of TikTok in that way. So that's interesting to know that there are people on TikTok who are not just doing 60-second videos mm -hmm. on, you know, watching the cat dance or something like <laughs> that. So um, They're definitely on there doing podcasts, doing classes. Like, you'll be surprised. Like, I feel like TikTok watches you out too. They also they like they know what you like they know what you don't like and that is one thing I will say is a scary kind of thing because it's just like you could be talking about something or you could be looking up and something saying that oh I wanted to do this and I want to do this and then as soon as you get on TikTok boom it's right there it's in right front there in front of you and you like with me it was a couple of times where I've been saying that you know I wanted to get into the uh, Airbnb business I get on TikTok. It's multiple videos back to back talking about Airbnb businesses and how to start it off or uh, one, a, a way to become a social influencer, being able to just like it's so many different videos and stuff out there. And it like you said, it is beyond just laughing and entertainment. It's actually like people actually be putting knowledge into a lot of people's head. And I, I like that because it's just like I don't. TikTok University, that's all I can say. And a lot of people say, a lot of people have went to TikTok University and they like uh, have made a lot of money in the past couple of years since TikTok has came out and it just helped put them on different ideas and everything like that. Because I really didn't get the idea to do vending machine or Airbnb business until I was on TikTok and I just seen a lot of, you know, good reports about it and mm -hmm. how good the um, income is without really having to do a whole lot of work and just being able to start different businesses uh, that don't really require a lot of time. It just cry for you to think smart and do what you have to do and get it done. Get it done. Never heard that term before, TikTok University, but I think that is <laughs> awesome. So mindset shift for those of us who kind of think it's just, you know, as I said, cat videos and people dancing. Uh, you can truly educate yourself and, and learn about a specific niche that you might want to get into. As she said, Airbnb and how to run an Airbnb business or She's, she's also thinking about getting into uh, a vending machine business. And so she's learning all of those different things, uh, believe it or not, on TikTok of all places. Mm -hmm. So that, that's that's a, a great thing to hear. And again, that's, as I said, just wanted to kind of bring this to everyone's attention, just the thought process that they have, because it is a tool and they're just using it differently than we think they're using it. Because in our minds, we see, you know, a 20-year-old on the phone and, and our minds, they got, they're looking at, you know, funny videos and this, that, and the other thing, and possibly using it totally differently based on whatever searches they've done and what their true interests are. Uh, and you mentioned the last piece of it, and I want to bring up the money that people are making, mm -hmm. uh, not just as 
because uh, uh, it used to be social media used to be, uh, and I'm going to use the term influencer. You know, that's mm -hmm. what everybody wanted to be. I want to be a social media influencer, right? And so it was more like a popularity contest than anything. But I think what people have found out is, yes, that influence also has dollar signs attached mm -hmm. to it, right? Uh, and that's the other piece that we need to, to really start to understand. It's not just the popularity contest. You can leverage that if you use it right, again, because it is a tool and actually make uh, a decent income. And with that, I want to transition kind of from talking about education to talking about work, jobs, right? You know, obviously now you're at that point where you're having to make those decisions about what type of work do I want to do? Do I want to go work for someone? Do I want to have my own thing? Mm -hmm. Give us uh, some of your thoughts as to which the benefits, both positive and negative, that you see on both sides of that. Well, since I'm a hairstylist, I... Okay, so I had an incident a couple of years ago to where I had to stop doing hair. And it was in a point in my life where I wasn't, I was taking hair seriously, but I wasn't where I wanted to be. So I went from, you know, one, maybe two heads a month to six months later, five to six heads to seven heads a week. And yeah, it, sound, it don't sound like a lot, but it is a lot to go from one to two every month to seven to six to even eight a week. So it was something very different for me. Um, but once I started back doing hair and I actually started to take it more seriously, started promoting myself and everything like that, my business skyrocketed. And I'll say in the last three years, I've my business has went so far than what it ever has been. And I, I really love that for myself. Um, it gets to the point where during the school year, I honestly don't have to work for a whole year mm -hmm. until I will say, like, until summertime comes, and that's when everybody, you know, has to go home and everything like that. You know, business does get kind of slow, but it feels good to know that I can get things done, pay my bills and everything without having to necessarily go work for somebody else. Because, like I said, it went from one to two heads a month to being able to pay my bills with doing just hair, not having to have a side job, not having to go work somewhere else and things of that nature. Um and so when I do, like when it is time for me, you know, when business does get slow and it is time for me to go uh, work for somebody else, it's always a challenge for me. I will say that because I'm the person that does not like to be told what to do. <laughs> so it's like it's a bad thing because I can be at a job and I can feel like they're bossing me around and which, you know, there's a post to kind of, but it's just like. I'm so used to working for myself. I don't like people telling me what to do. And I'd rather you, you know, inform me like, hey, you know, we're probably going to do this. You know, we're going to try to get this done. Duh, duh, duh. But I hate for a person to be like, oh, you need to be doing this. Why are you just sitting there? Or I can be trying to, I feel like, I mean, I was just telling my grandpa the other day, like we, some people work a nine to five every day, five days throughout the week. People get up in the morning and say, I hate going to work. Why? Because when they get to work, they don't have no break. They don't have be it. They don't feel comfortable where they're at. They feel like it's nothing but work, 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 work. No relaxation. And it's like sometimes it's like a lot of these jobs be people careers that they're stuck with for the rest of their life. So it's like you're going to work to be stressed the whole day to get home and be looking like when you get home because it's no... It's no relax. It's not even relaxation. It's no comfort at work, and I will say that's one thing that I love about my job. I have comfort in my in my work. Like, 
I feel comfortable going to work. Yeah, I might not want to sometimes, but I feel very comfortable going to work because I don't have somebody over my shoulder making me feel like I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I feel like a lot of people, a lot of bosses or managers don't understand. Like as an employee, we don't ever want to feel like we can't breathe. And that's what a lot of that's what happens a lot of time at uh, jobs and stuff like that. We don't ever want to feel like we can't ask for anything or we can't talk to our managers because they're going to be like, well, I'm sorry, you can't do that because we need you. Um, I had a I had a lady at a salon um, one time tell me, you know, like, basically, I don't want you to go home to make your own money. I want you to stay here and make mine. So it was just like very like, wow, like. How could you, you know, like how 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 would you say that and feel like that's necessary if you like and you were the main person saying, you know, you want to see somebody grow. And that's what they usually, you know, bought managers and like, oh, we want to see you grow. This is a career, this is an opportunity. We want to see, you know, how far you can uh go in this company and everything like that. But in reality, it's just like once I really start working here, I don't feel comfortable enough to escalate or to uh to elevate in my job because I don't really feel comfortable enough to be around y'all. I don't really feel comfortable enough to be at work in general. Because it's just Feel like somebody's breathing down my throat or stepping on my neck every day and i will say as a young person that's something that we're not comfortable with um we don't want to feel like also we don't want to feel like we're working these eight to even 12 hour shifts getting paid less than 20 dollars an hour for me to work my butt off and not feel like like, and basically feel like, I, in reality, you're really not making nothing. I'm going to be honest with you. Because, like, once them checks start coming in, yeah, you might be making, like, $17, $18 an hour. But in reality, it's just, like, I'm working my butt off to make $17, $18 an hour. But I don't even like where I'm working at. So I'm just forcing myself to basically go to jail every day, <laughs> do my time, go home. And half the time, that time that I'm doing and that money that's coming back home is only paying my bills. It's not even getting me to the point where I can have fun and enjoy myself on the weekends. The only way I can do that is if I save up. Then I can go enjoy myself on the weekends. Like, the system nowadays for work is getting to the point where it's, not, it's like it's jail. You're going to work to do your time, to come back home, to pay your bills, to go back to work, to go to Like, it's literally a cycle. Like, at this point, nowadays, we're not even working to have fun. We're working to get stuff done and as far as getting stuff done that means bills because everything's going up everything's expensive so it's like there's no more you know like oh yeah i make i can make you can be making 30 30 dollars an hour if you got bills a car note a phone bill wi-fi electricity if you have all these bills you're only making that much money to cover those bills and you might have a few little play dollars afterwards and it's just like i'm doing all this to hate to go to work every day Mm-hmm. And I just feel like if I'm if that's the case, I need to be able to enjoy myself when I go to work. I need to be happy when I get up in the morning saying like, okay, I go, I, I, I'm gonna go to work. Like I, I'm very happy to go to work. And I will say with me, I'm I can say at times I'd be very very like I can do a 12 hour shift at home, but I can't do a 12 hour shift nowhere else. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't work for me. Makes sense. No, that's good to hear. And sounds what I'm hearing you say is you go to the job. There is a a lack of value. You don't feel valued mm-hmm. for what you bring. They, they don't show their appreciation. And as you said, it's like jail. It's almost as if, uh, you know, they, they want to get everything that they can get out of you, mm-hmm. but the reward of the dollar, whatever mm-hmm. that amount is that they're paying you, just doesn't equate. You mm-hmm. know, you don't feel value and the, the, the money doesn't make you feel any better about it. 
So then you shift to that side of the coin and say, you know, I, I prefer to do the 12 hour shift and control my own destiny, basically, mm -hmm. you know, work for myself, whatever that looks like. So this is the interesting thing with, with the millennials and Gen Z is they are coming out with that mindset from the from day one. And I think companies out there need to really need to start to get their head around, um, you know, it's finding employees. And we're hearing right now about how tough it is for companies to find people to come in and to work. And it's not about the money. And, you know, companies are still focused on, well, we're going to give them a paycheck. They're looking for more than that. They want to feel valued. They want to feel appreciated. Uh, they they want to feel like there is truly opportunity to grow and evolve within the organization. Uh, but if that's not the sense that you get, mm -hmm. then you feel like, well, I don't want to do this. I'll go, as you said, do hair or mm -hmm. sell stuff on eBay, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it might be. And because that's definitely what's going on now. Like nowadays, a lot of us young people, well, it's a lot of entrepreneurs compared to how it was probably a couple of years ago. Um, especially with, like I said, TikTok and stuff coming back at, coming out and everything. People, it's so many things that you can do to work on your own to get paid for. It's crazy. So it's just like, why go work for a person who's really not even going to appreciate me, make me feel like a slave and only get paid this much of a dollar when I can be at home? And I even just at home, I can be somewhere else doing my own business, making my own money. Telling my own self what to do, have my own lunchtime, break time, and still making the same amount of money plus more, plus some, because more than likely you're gonna end up always making a little bit plus some than what you would at a job. Like me personally, what I make in two weeks at a job, I make that in one week on a good week. And I can, and that's, that's not, and honestly, that's probably more than what I can make at a job in two weeks, honestly, especially if it's a good week. Um, go from making because my mindset is i went from making let's say maybe 500 to 600 dollars every two weeks to making 700 dollars, 800 dollars a week or on a good day if it's really if i have a good very good week i can make up to 800 dollars within two days just off of, just off of eight clients so it's just like why would i why would I put that to the side to go work for somebody when I can be making top dollar at home and still feel like I succeeded at life because I'm, a, I'm my own boss. Like I, I can tell myself what to do. I can move how I want to, yep. and I feel not valued. And that's and, and and obviously you feel that way. And I'm sure obviously going to school and all of that. That's probably the same sentiment that a lot of your classmates had and mm -hmm. and their approach to what they're looking at as they're, as they're going through the process. I want to back up one step because uh, I do want to bring in. Obviously, you said you you've been doing hair. When did that motivation come and you know, what, what took you in the direction to, to want to be a cosmetologist? So before my ninth grade year, um, I wanted to, I used to want to be a lawyer, but like I always knew that school wasn't my best thing. Like I, I'm the type of person where I get off track very fast. Uh, I can't, like if it's not something that I really like or really want to do or really understand, I'm not going to put my full and all attention into it so um it was at a point in time I was like okay well i did want to be a lawyer but i don't want to go to school for another eight plus years so what am i going to do so eventually um 
one day we had went to a school me and my mom my mom was moving back to houston we went to a school we were doing the tour around the school and they had a cosmetology uh section and my dad is a my dad was he went to cosmetology he got his barber's license and stuff like that and when i was young i used to love playing with barbie dolls and playing with their hair like my grandma never used to give me just the little barbie doll heads where it's like the shoulders and the head and i used to just play with their hair and everything um so like when i got to ninth grade i told my mom you know well that's what i want to do like you know i want to be i want to do cosmetology so that following year when i went back to nacogdoches she went to the school to do my schedule which i'm so happy i told her about i will say because of her she's the reason why i have my license but um she remembered what i told her from that year before and she basically put me in cosmetology my sophomore year which that was the first year starting off with cosmetology so i did my three years of cosmetology and graduated with my license so now it made me a certified cosmetologist and going into I started getting more serious, like I said, after my accident. Um, I started taking hair way more seriously. I don't know what the drive was. I don't know where the clientele came from because, like I said, I went from doing one or two hits. I'm getting one or two hit clients a month to literally going back to do hair for Christmas. And for the full two weeks of Christmas, I was booked up the whole two weeks. And it was crazy because it's like I went from not doing, I went from, you know, not doing hair at all to booked. And I will say, uh, I think that's what drove, like, that's what really drove me. It was just like, okay, heaven, like, people noticing you, you just need to start putting in the work a little bit more so you can stay noticed and stay relevant. That's one thing about being in the, uh, being an entrepreneur and, like, having your own business, you have to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. And once the money started to come in and I seen how consistent and how fast I can make $300, without having to go to work for two weeks, it was over with. <laughs> it was just like, why would I go back and wait two weeks for a paycheck when I can get paid every day? That's the reason, another reason why I say that I don't really too much care to work for somebody because I get paid every day compared to getting paid at the end of a week or right. at the end of two weeks. Right. And then majority of the time, other than me having to do my taxes and stuff when it is that time, I get, I, I get to keep all my money other than buying products like, I get to keep all my money and I will say also hair is always going to be a business that can never be taken over by robots so we will always be a business because nobody is going to let a robot give them a haircut nobody's <laughs> going to let a robot braid their hair nobody's going to let a robot cut their hair dye their hair nobody's going to let a robot do that so hair will always be a business that's always popular and always going to say people are always going to need to hear that that's nothing always it might not be, and that's why I will say, like, I do want to be more versatile with my hair because uh, it might not be exactly what I specialize in, but people always don't want their hair done every day. And like I said, they're not going to let a robot in their head. So hair will always be something that is popular. Oh, that's I like hearing that. And, then, you know, I'm impressed with the self-awareness because obviously you were self-aware enough at a very young age mm-hmm. to understand because, um, you know, obviously becoming a lawyer is, as you said, that's a long track mm-hmm. to run. I mean, the, the, the money and the accolades at the end of that road can can be good, but it is a lot of work. And if you, you're self-aware enough to understand that education is not your thing, mm-hmm. you, you realize that about yourself. And then you also realize something that you, even as a child, had a passion for. And, you know, that's something we hear people talk about a lot of times, you know, I'm passionate about this or, you know, I'm really interested in that. And, but as parents, a lot of the times we, we can be guilty of trying to guide them into mm-hmm. what we want them to do or we, what we think the, the norms are. 
Uh, so this is this is a great lesson to to hear her think. You know, going back to investing with Barbie heads, <laughs> that that's something that's just has been in her since she was a very young child. And I will say, I'm sorry, I will say that I'm very happy that I do have the parents and the family that I have that were okay with me saying like I want to be a hairstylist instead of saying oh I want to be a doctor I want to be a lawyer I want to be an accountant I want to be um a pediatrician like it's so much stuff that my family could be pressuring me to be but the fact that they were so okay with me being a hair just a hair and when, like and it sounds it's like you know sometimes like oh you're a hairstylist but in reality hairstylists make a lot of money very 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 much so a lot of money like if you're a very known hairstylist and you're very popular people that's making two thousand dollars oh every two weeks makes that in like literally sometimes depending on the depending on the prices they can make up to two thousand dollars a day depending on how many clients they have and just depending on what their prices are it's very easy so it's just like yeah i did want to be just a hairstylist but a lot of the times, just these hairstylists are making more money than business, uh, not even business owners, accountants, sometimes nurses and stuff like that. Like, if anything, where they actually make a lot of money, a lot. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely, you can. Well, that's awesome. You know, you know and it's, it's, it is interesting, like I said, as parents and, you know, we, in our minds, we, oh, I know what's best for my child or I want what's best for my child. Um, but things have shifted and the paradigms that we're used to have, have shifted in many different directions. And as she was saying earlier, you know, TikTok university can teach them a whole different skill set. And we need to start to, I think, just be more open and be more aware uh, to be, as to the different directions and the different opportunities that are available to the, the younger people today. And, and try to, I think, be more supportive of that because she's obviously happy uh, doing what she's doing. She feels more fulfilled that she would feel having to go to a nine to five, quote unquote, every day, even though she's putting in those same hours. I think that's an important piece to look at. Mm-hmm. Let's let's move on to, to something else, because obviously you now have the entrepreneurial spirit in you, right? That's there. So moving forward with your future, um, what are some of the other ideas? What are some of the other things that you may want to do? And what are some of the things that maybe even your contemporaries, your friends, people that you went to school with, what are some of the trends and things that they talk about that we might not even consider just based on our generation? Well, like I was saying earlier, what's I, I plan on doing here for like another, I'm like 22 now, I plan on doing here for probably like seriously for another probably like 10 years. Um, And once I start dying down with because I want to first open up my own shop and then I want to do want to get to the point where I have my shop going without me having to be there so uh I do want to have also I was trying I think I do want to start a chain salon somewhere I do not know where yet though but I do want to do a chain salon with basically different um aesthetics in there like makeup lashes nails hair one-stop shop, cut haircutting, like it's just a, a full one-stop shop. And I do want to make that a chain salon. Um, but as far as like once I do get to, I'll say like around 30, 
34, 35, I do want to start being more serious with like Airbnbs and uh, real estate. Uh, I want to flip houses because I really, I used to watch videos and I used to, I love just like the process of seeing an old rundown house being flipped into something beautiful. And even then um, I see things like that with uh, Airbnbs, like people will get a property, they'll you know, re, uh, remodel it, make it all look brand new and make a killing off of that Airbnb property. Um, I do want to, I do want to own multiple of my prop, uh, own multiple properties for my Airbnb business. I also want to own multiple properties in general that I rent out and lease out. Um, like I said, also, I do want to start getting into the vending machine business beyond just, you know, chips and candy and sodas and stuff like that. Um, also, I do, like, when I get to a certain point, I do want to, uh, that's why I want to do so much now, because when I hit 40, I don't want to do nothing but travel. And that's my plan. So I'm trying, I'm going so hard now at a young age um to be on top so that by the time I do hit 25 26 I'm already set and then by the time I hit 35 all I got to do is just start my little business do what I want to do for this real estate stuff and then just relax um I feel like I've been going on like I've been going strong with working since I was like 15 16 and I, at the age of 19, I had clients thinking I was 23 because of the age, because of how I act and how I, how mature I was and how I went about things and having my own apartment and stuff like that. So I started young. So I know by the time I do get to 25, I feel like as far as what I want to do in life, I'll have everything set in stone. I'll just have to take that path to get to where I want to go. Excellent. You know, it's, it's interesting. You brought up something there and traditionally, as I said, for older generations, we some of us came from that time when, you know, you go to work for a company, you work 25, 30 years, mm -hmm. you retire, and, you know, that's your path. And obviously, as you're hearing her say, by the age of 40, she, she wants to be, have built things to a place where it's travel and, and mm -hmm. go see the world and really enjoy your life. So that's a shift where just her mindset, her approach, her drive to be, to want to get in and really want to do those things. And uh, again, companies out there that need talent, because companies need people for the company to survive. It doesn't matter whether you're Apple, Microsoft, or, you know, the corner drugstore, everyone needs quote unquote employees. But if this is the mindset of the younger generation where what companies need to look at is, okay, what do we need to do differently to entice people to come and to want to work and to want to engage and, and be part of what we're trying to build too. So that's, that's a mindset that I think companies and corporations really need to start to take a look at because that pool is going to get more and more shallow as more and more young people start to go down the pathway she's going down right now. I think that's amazing. Um, that, 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 that's her focus. So there's, we're going to wrap up. If there's anything that you can share, um, just your experience to maybe a, a young listener who's out there, who's making decisions about college, not going to college, has an idea, what, what would you like to just share from your experiences? what they might want to either look at or do or go investigate to try to move in the right direction? Honestly, I will say go to college. Yeah, it might be, sometimes it might be a waste of money, might put you in debt. I'm, it, it might, 
But honestly, it's the best thing to do because you get the experience of home away from home. You get the experience being able to meet new people without being in a, a cold world. And I won't say just a cold world because the world is cold in general, but you're at school with a whole lot of young people that's trying to find the same, they're trying to figure out their life just like you. We're all done going down the same path. We're all trying to figure out what we want to do in life. We're all just trying to be better. And that's one thing I will say with going to college, like everybody's trying to do the same thing. We're just trying to be better at what we are now. And I will say like, yeah, I, it might have been a waste of money for me to go, but it was never, it was never a disappointment that I didn't like, you know, that I went, like, I'm very excited that I went. I'm very happy to go. Even now I really wish, I really want to go back. But then again, it's nothing I really want to go back for. And it's only the only reason why I want to go back is because honestly, like, I'm not ready for that grown up life just yet. Like, yes, I am grown. Yes, I do pay my bills. Yes, I do go to work. But it's just like, it's really starting to get to that point where it's like, okay, heaven, you're you're getting to that age where you're grown now. And it's no more calling on mommy and daddy. It's no more asking them to fill out paperwork. It's no more, you know. And going straight from high school to grown up, I, I will honestly say I would have hated it. I would have hated it. I did something like that during the summertime where I basically worked a nine to five Monday through Friday for two months straight and didn't do nothing but go to work and go home. And when I say I wanted to cry every day, I wanted to cry every day. It's not something that's fun. Um, I'm, I have a younger brother under me who's about to graduate in this next year. And I have taught him so much within the past year that he's wanting to follow in my footsteps. I, he went from wanting to be at the house all day playing games and not doing nothing to actually wanting to go work out, go to the gym. He'll go to the, I called him at 10 o'clock at night and he was telling me he was at the gym. Um, but the fact that he went from, you know, just laying down around the house and being a young boy to me telling him, okay, it's that point where it's like you're, in your, you're going to your senior year, you need to get a job, you need to start getting back active so you won't be, you know, just big and lazy. And that might sound rude, but coming from a person that loves him, I think he was okay with me saying that. But, you know, um, it's actually time to buckle in and lock in at a young age because especially with him being a boy, they're more, it's very easier for, parents to feel like okay I'm gonna just push him out like you're 18 now you're gonna go do what you gotta do you're a boy also so you're gonna have to figure out how to be a grown man you don't want to go to college okay we'll go be a grown-up mm -hmm. and that's what it is especially nowadays and that's how it is with a lot of kids uh, with a lot of parents in general to their kids it's like okay you're 18 you do have some parents still that will cater to their kids no matter what age they are but you have a lot of people nowadays just because a lot of these kids are having kids you have a lot of people that's just like okay well once they have their child and once their child gets to the age of 18 it's like okay well now you're on your own like I, that, go get out you're gonna get your own place go get a job do what you got to do go pay your bills and i feel like that's where a lot of people you do have some people that end up having that lifestyle to where they just work every day all day a nine to five or uh overnight shift to where all they do they every day in their life is go to work and go home and that's not a life that I would want anybody to live because it's very boring and it will drive you crazy. It will have you depressed and it will have you stressed because you're not doing nothing with your life. It's like you're literally putting your life to waste mm -hmm. to go work for somebody that has your life miserable, all in order just for you to pay bills to live. Absolutely. And you're not even enjoying your life. You're just paying the bills so that you won't be on the street. So I do say go to college to experience stuff, especially if you're fresh out of high school. Don't wait. Go to college, go have fun, go party, go do things that young people do. 
even if you're older and you don't know if you want to go to college, go to college. Why not? They always it's always good to have something behind your name. That's what I will say though. Excellent. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, hopefully, uh, those of you who joined us got some value out of this. This is how millennials and Gen Z uh, see the world and how they're shaping the world uh, differently than, you know, what our approach has been over the years. And we really need to start to, to, to I think, take take it seriously and, and not be, you know, we don't understand them and w what their mindset is because their their approach to life is, is a lot different. Uh, and uh, we need to get on board with that because this train has left the station and it's, it's moving and it's moving fast. So it's really us who need to get on board and not them. We are not going to be able to pull them back to our way. We're going to have to adopt to the way things are moving forward. So I think that's the key message. And then I want to thank Heaven. And I, I didn't say it earlier because I'm proud as community. This is my granddaughter. Uh, so I'm very proud of who she is, who she stands for, and uh, the way she's approaching life. And I think as all of you might agree, the things she wants to accomplish, she certainly will because she's self-aware. She knows who she is. She knows what she wants. She's going to go get it. And mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. So that's going to do it. Heaven, say bye to everyone. Bye, uh, thank you all for joining us today. And uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. Take care of each other. Bye.